Hey everyone, I'm Lauren Hassan and this is The Developer Show. It's a career development podcast for tech women by an actual tech woman. My guest today is networking expert and author Kelly Hoey, who wrote the book on modern day networking, Build Your Dream Network. In this episode, Kelly and I are going to talk about how important it is to build your network before you need it. And we'll also discuss some small and easy tweaks that you can make to things that you're likely already doing to build that meaningful network you've always wanted, even if you're an introvert. But before we dive into this episode with Kelly, I want to remind everyone listening that through Developer, I am crazy and bold enough to take on the gender income gap head on and I'm launching developers first online course to teach tech women, like all of you, step by step, how I tripled, yes, tripled my salary in less than two years after learning that I was paid 50, that's five zero, 50% less than a male peer. And my special treat for you is that this course is absolutely free because I want every tech woman to be able to learn how to negotiate for the salary she deserves herself. So if you want to learn to negotiate, I invite you to join me online starting on Saturday, February 3rd at 1 p.m. Central. And all you have to do is is register to reserve your spot at developher.com slash negotiate. Welcome to the Developer Show. We are mixing up the lineup today, and we are bringing in networking expert and my good friend, Kelly Hoey, to help us kick off 2018 with some powerful career advice to help us all get out there and make meaningful connections and build our dream networks. Kelly is a writer. She's an investor. She's a connector. And she's also the author of the must-have networking book, Build Your Dream Network. She's also a columnist for Inc.com. She's appeared on CNBC's Power Pitch, and her clients include, get this, The New Yorker, Coca-Cola, PBS, L'Oreal, Capital One, and Dove. She's been recognized by Forbes as one of five women changing the world of venture capital and entrepreneurship, and she's also been recognized by Fast Company. Yes, that's right. Fast Company as one of 25 of the smartest women on Twitter. She's now a woman on a mission to help professionals everywhere like you build their dream network in our hyper-connected world. And today, today she is our guest of honor. Kelly, welcome. It is so great to be here. Thank you for having me. And I have been trying to get you on the show and track you down and you've just been globetrotting. So it is fantastic to have you here. And as everyone knows, the developer show is about career development for tech women. And you and I both know that there is nothing more important to career development than networking. And before we get into the, the, the bulk of our conversation, I want to share a personal story that it's almost one of the most horrifying moments of my career, but it was also life-changing. And I'm glad I learned it at the young age of 23. And I had gone in for a final uh, year-end review, and I was getting ranked in my analyst class into one of five tiers, which determined your your end of your bonus. And the difference in the bonuses was five figures. So like a lot was on the table. And I heard nothing but great things. And the one thing that held me back is I asked them what held me back from being in the top bracket. And they said, well, not enough people in headquarters knew how good you were. And I had made that mistake up until that point in my life, I believe that just being good at what you do, being the best at what you do was enough to make you successful. 
And I hadn't realized how important building your network was. And so at age 23, I learned that it's not good enough to be the best at what you do. People also have to know what you do. And that involves your network. And Kelly and I actually met through networking as part of British Airways Ungrounded. So it's perfect that she is the guest of honor tonight. And Kelly, you are adamant about building your network and building it early. How did you get into this? Well, I mean, I honestly, I got into There's things I've always just done. There's best way to start this. But I also learned that lesson, like, you know, uh, of finding myself wanting to implement a career change and not having the network to do it. Uh, and, you know, 70% of jobs these days are found by word of mouth. They're not found because of a recruiter or a job listing. So, you know, your next job, uh, you know, I was in roles where um, having an internal network was essential just to get my job done because I didn't otherwise have the luxury of, you know, an endless budget and, a, you know, a whole bunch of staff I could call upon. I, you know, it was a proverbial giving me a paper clip and a cubicle and told to, you know, implement a global program. So, um, you know, building relationships, building networks. But, you know, one of the things I always say to people, Lauren, is, is you've got to stop and listen to the people around you and what it is that they see in you. Because sometimes your network sees more in you than you, than you see in yourself. And there's a way that I think about networking and approaching our careers or our business, our life, how we interact with the world. And, you know, I just, hey, it's just the way I'm wired is what I want to say. And it wasn't until people in my network looked at me and said, no, you don't understand. You, you, you look at this differently and you approach this differently and you need to tell people what you do. And that's kind of been why, you know, at this stage in my long career that started in law and ended up in tech and now ends up in publishing. Um, why at this point I sort of feel I'm having the career, you know, I've always dreamt about having because um, I'm really finally bringing all together the sort of unique expertise, my unique perspective, you know, a lifetime of experience, a lifetime of, of contacts and really, you know, putting it all together to help other people be successful. And you are doing it in a way that's not like everyone else. It's not, <laughs> let's make five calls a day. Let's, you know, like, let's make a chart out of this. You're really focusing on forging powerful relationships, meaningful relationships, but not in a way that, you know, is going to require 10 hours a day. That These are micro actions, right? Right. I mean, that's exactly it. Because, okay, here's the one thing I always sort of say to people. You need to remember that, like, I need to live my own advice. So, I'm not the type of person who tells people to put it in a spreadsheet or ask people to go for coffee or do those sorts of things or go to every networking event every evening, though I have done that at points in my life. What for me, when I think about networking, you know, beyond the word needing a rebrand, um, is we think about networking and when we hear the word, we think of having, you know, an, un an activity that we don't want to undertake like a cocktail party filled with strangers. We think about it at undertaking it at a time when we have a need. And, and that's where the power imbalance comes in. And I think heightened anxiety. 
I need to get a job. I've got to work this room. What am I going to say to these people? I don't want to be here. Why do I have to do this? Like, you know, and then we default by, you know, sending endless, you know, spam emails to people hoping they'll find us a job and, you know, we can avoid or find us a client and we can avoid, you know, working a cocktail party again. And I want people to step back and let's just smash and completely obliterate what we think networking is. In my mind, networking is something we do every single day. We do it when we're sleeping. Why do I say that? You're, when you're sleeping, guess what? People are probably Googling you or they're listening to this podcast or they're looking at your profile or they're thinking about a memo you sent them that something is happening where someone else is thinking of you and an interaction you had with them, which may be a text. It may have been a voicemail message. It may have been the dinner party you went to last week. So for me, as an activity, networking is every single human interaction. So it is a far more, I want to say particularly for women, we can be far more thoughtful, deliberate, and purposeful in our day-to-day interactions And that is going to be far more powerful in the long run than hoping that, you know, our good work just simply gets us noticed or that we get lucky in a seating arrangement at a dinner party. And, you know, the employer or client of our dreams is is sitting next to us. So, you know, one of the things I, I go on about in my book is like, think about how you're interacting with people on a day to day basis and what are you sharing with them? Like, are you networking the right things, the right ambition, the right drive, your right desire? I've already mentioned, I was a lawyer in my past life. That sure as heck isn't what I'm networking. That's not highlighted in my profile. That's not on my business card. You know, it's about as diminished as it it can be at this point because it's not what I want to network. It's not my brand. It's not what I want to be found for. So, you know, if nothing else from this long answer, it's like improve your, your, and think about how you're interacting with everyone from the receptionist to, you know, your friends on Facebook. But the main thing for me, Lauren, when I think about networking is it's problem solving. And we we solve our problems with the help of other people. So networking for me has to start with where are you headed? What's your big ambition? What's your why in the Simon Sinek way? What's your goal? What is it you're trying to achieve? You've got to have a direction. Now, who are the people who can help you? Is it friends? Is it a new networking group? Like, what's the team that you need to assemble? And then how are you going to engage and connect with them? It's why I find, you know, and I do little air quotes, networking advice that says, you know, Reach out to five people every week and invite them for coffee. Well, gosh, maybe someone you're going to reach them better on a text. Maybe liking someone's Facebook post is going to be far more impactful and meaningful and connecting with them than asking them for coffee. By the way, I don't drink coffee. And if anyone ever emails me and invites me for coffee, you can imagine the silence that they get in response. You know, I'm the same way. I, I run on Lauren juice. I don't drink coffee. And it's just crickets when I get coffee invites. But right. yeah, yes, exactly. Some, yeah, someone's just made like a generic, this is what you do. And it's like, no, who's the other person? What's the right way to reach them? You know, is it sending them an email? Okay, 
great, send them an email, but think about what time of day they're going to receive it, what type of device they're going to read it on, craft it so that they, you, the big key on networking is maybe it's two things. Don't be a jerk and, you know, send out the communications and interact with the world in a way that you would want other people to receive your messaging. And by that, I mean, um, you want to be heard. So think about the other person and how they receive and engage information. By way of example, someone was bugging me. They really wanted connections to someone I knew because they had their company and pitched her company for business. And I said, no problem. And then I was getting these endless, hey, hey, when are you going to make that introduction? And I said, I'm waiting because I know she's on maternity leave. And if I send that email this week, it's just going to get in a backlog of stuff and she's coming back on Monday. So I'm going to do it when I know that she's going to be able to hear from me. And then they were like, hey, have you, you haven't made that introduction to introduce me yet. And I said, that's not the way I do things. I will reach out to her and ask her in this context of this business pitch and who you've already talked to, is it worthwhile for her to talk to you as well? Because I'm not wasting anybody's time here. And it was really interesting. Like for me, it was like, first of all, I have to, like I said, I have to follow my own advice, but it was also walking through and educating somebody else who, you know, I actually think is, you know, good at business development and a good networker, but here's the way you do things, or here's the way I do things with my network. And this a desire for a connection or a lead on your time frame may not be the right one because it's all about the other person. Yes, it is absolutely. And so many people think that it's about themselves and they're so they're putting so much pressure on themselves to do it right, do it perfectly, that they lose sight that you have you can send a message and you can craft the perfect message. But if you don't consider who the recipient is and mm -hmm. tailor it to them, it's going to be lost. Well, and, and then like, like I was going to say, one example I have is my voicemail message on my phone says, don't leave me a voicemail message. I don't listen to them. The number of people who leave me voicemail messages is kind of comical. But I have learned, particularly with one friend, that's the way that person wants to communicate. So they're the only one I cut any slack with and listen to their voicemail. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, and that's how I'm able to track you down. I know how to track you down. I never leave a voicemail. If I send an email, it's really short and only needs one response. And, you know, I've got this great example that just even happened a few months ago with me. And I was emailing the CEO. I needed him to do one small thing to, to boost something that I had sent out. And I had remembered that he had sent me an email from several years ago to reply to something. And in his email, his footer said uh, there is a link to something on why emails should be less than four sentences long or some, some very short number. And I had read it and I had remembered short, precise, to the point, ask emails are really important for him. So I took the message that I had sent to several other people and I crafted his to be bullet points. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what I need. And I will tell you, this is a very, very busy executive. I got an almost immediate reply. Not only had he already done what I needed him to, but 
he replied to me before everyone else and said, this is the way every email should be written. Because I took the time to say, I want him to take action. How should I tailor it to him? Right. How is, how is, how are they going to receive it? As I said, like networking is about, yes, you have your goal. You have your, you know, the thing you want to check off the list, the thing you want to get done, but that's not going to happen if the other person doesn't hear you. So you need to pay attention to what is going on in their life. And it may be that, yeah, maybe there is someone who is the perfect connection to help you. But if there's a whole lot of stuff going on in their life, you might be like, all right, I got to find somebody else because it's just not going to happen if I rely on that one person. And it may be that that it's a small change. Like just if, if, if anyone has, a t- there's actually one more takeaway I want everyone to get today. But the one takeaway here is that focus on who's receiving it and meet them where they want to be met, not where you want to be met. It's not about you. It's about them. And if you make that one degree change, it's the difference of taking off from LAX and arriving in DC or Boston. It's that much of a difference. And I think it's really going to take you far in, in, in networking. Right. Right. All about the, I mean, it's it's about you, but you got to make it about them because, you know, you know, since we're talking, you know, say tech and careers and, you know, and startups and, you know, that's really was my whole entree into the whole tech world and why you and I met, um, you know, uh, is, is, you know, you've got to think, you've got to think about other people. You've got to think about how they're interacting and, you know, you just got to pace yourself. This is, this is a long game. Networking is not something that, you know, when you're building relationships, as opposed to um, you're the commission salesperson in uh, Sephora, right? And if you don't nab some in the minute walk in the door, you're never going to get that sale. For most of us, what's going on in our careers is relationship building. And that's a marathon, not a sprint. It, It is absolutely a marathon. I set out to learn to network, gosh, 13 years ago. And I will tell you, I most people don't know this about me, but I'll share it. I'm an introvert. I am someone who I actually have to take time, lock myself up in a room, have no one around, no stimulation in order to get on a phone with someone. In fact, I took a nice long hot shower tonight before we hopped on this call. Uh, you know, I, I before I go to networking events, before I go to meet and greets, I always have quiet time, but I learned these skills over time. And I know... I know in your book, you outline a number of strategies to implement. Um, and I want to, we have an exciting announcement about your book in just a minute. But before we, before we wrap up here, I know that you had an interesting discovery in all of the interviews that you did uh, in writing your book. And that discovery was that you went after people who had been successful and networking and producing mm-hmm. results. And what you found was surprising. And I think that's going to be a particular interest to everyone who's listening today. So will you share what that is? Yeah. I mean, uh, build your dream network is very case study driven. And what I had done was picked certain case studies and then the people I wanted to interview and I had them work backwards. So these are not people who are born with, you know, diamond studded uh, Rolodexes and, and contact list or who are given, you know, doors open for them because of their family last name or anything. These are people who built relationships. And as a result of that, built really successful careers or crowdfunding or, you know, working up the corporate ladder or, you know, have, have you. 
And I never asked any of them about their personality type. And what I found out was the majority, and when I say the majority, I mean the vast majority, like 70 or 80% of the people I interviewed for Build Your Dream Network are introverts. And that's really, it was surprising to me, but not surprising when I sat down and I started looking at why I'd chosen all of these people. Uh, I think it's surprising to people because we still associate networking with schmoozing and making small talk and, and being a good host. That's all fine. That doesn't make you a good networker in my mind. But for me, I think introverts are the best networkers in this day and age because they are purposeful, considerate, deliberate, and focused. And I think that's the only way to cut through all the noise in our 24-7 digital world. We can't manufacture more hours in the day. So I think when you're more purposeful, when you're thinking about how your actions, your request is going to affect someone else. And by the way, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an introvert. I'm the third category. I'm an ambivert and I get my energy from other people. So I'm very much like you, Lauren, before going to an event like a conference or speaking, I very much need quiet time. I very much turn inwards. And I do think about, all right, when I do go to events um, or speaking engagements, um, which ones are good and which ones aren't. And there's times where, you know, the, the dynamic with the other people is such that, you know, it, it doesn't jive for me. Absolutely. And the, the important thing to take away is that you don't have to be extroverted. And these things, these skills can be learned. Right. Well, but I, no, I think what is this? I'd say to anyone who's an extrovert, I'd say start looking at your friends who are introverts. Because there's some of what you do in terms of introverts, in terms of being very focused on why you're undertaking activities and thinking it through and thinking about how an email is going to affect somebody else or how a demand is going to be affect somewhere else. Whereas, you know, I have an example from my inbox over the weekend, an extrovert, I know the guy's an extrovert, who was like, hey, you gals should know each other and just dump someone in my inbox. I've Nothing had that more. happen. Yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Whereas an introvert would not do that. <laughs> no, an introvert, I spend easily 20 to 30 minutes crafting my introductions. And number one, I always do a double opt-in. And which, which for those of you who are listening means I don't make introductions unless I make sure both people are open to the introduction. Um, and once I have the double opt-in, then I craft an email that properly introduces both people and I add on why they should be interested in meeting with that next person. So that way, there's a natural next step. Right, right, right. So Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yes, everyone follow that advice. And if you don't follow it, then, you, you know, there'll be a copy of my book that I'll be beating you over the head on. Speaking so. of copy of your book, <laughs> this month, your book, your book is jam-packed with strategies. You and I could easily talk for over hours here. On, yes. on everything. I mean, we both understand the importance of, of building your network and building it before you need it. But yes. you, the, the number one thing people need to do, go get Kelly's book. And Kelly, you are the expert on where to get your book. And you also just came out with your paperback version this month. Yeah, so almost a year to the date of the hardcover. So the book is in... I want to say it's on most uh, online retailers. So, you know, take, take your choice from um, 
800 CEO reads to Amazon and Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, Powell Books, Books a Million. It's there, you know, it, it, it's pretty much you can fi- find it anywhere online. It's available, uh, you know, in, in bookstores as well. Uh, so you can always ask for it. It's in hardcover. It's in paperback. It's in um, audio. So, yeah, you can get you can listen to my voice reading my book. Uh, it's also on Kindle. The exciting with the paperback, besides being a paperback, um, is and I do, uh, you know, if I've got a preference, I'd say to people, you know, get a physical copy because I've got an amazing illustrator and she's done. Yeah, so it's a business career book with pictures. And so she's done some really great diagrams that I think really help and flow kind of flow charts and things that worksheets that really help people work through some of this. The other thing that's exciting with the paperback is it's come out with a foreword. And uh, my friend and mentor who I met on Twitter, uh, the author Tom Peters, who wrote co-wrote uh, the book In Search of Excellence, which was the best-selling business book for about 30 years, and he's a management guru. He's wrote, written an incredible foreword to the book. And, you know, to borrow from Tom, I actually haven't written a book on networking. I've written a book on how you get done. So, yes. 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 And you, and you do. You get things done. If I need something done and you are the gal, I call you in. It's very simple. I know exactly how to get in touch with you, how to deliver the message. And then you deliver because you practice what you preach. And I will say, I, I don't own a book. I own two. I have one that is a signed copy because this is like the 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 go to text on how to get things done in network, and two, well actually I have three copies. I always I always keep a third copy to hand out to people and go you need to read this. But the third is it's earmarked because I there's so much good advice in this book that I'm constantly coming back to going okay how can I do this differently how how might Kelly do this? So the book again is build your dream network. Forging Powerful Relationships in a Hyper-Connected World. And it's by Kelly Hoey. And it is listed as J. Kelly Hoey on the cover of the book if you're going to Google it on Amazon. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks to networking for connecting us. I am just thrilled to be on your show. And thank you so, so very much. Thank you everyone for joining us today. It was a fantastic episode. And before you leave, I wanna make sure that you go online and that you own your own outcome and take your first step by registering for developers free online course, Become a Negotiator. And don't just register yourselves. Make sure to invite all of your friends to join the movement so that we together can bridge the gender income gap one negotiation, one woman at a time. And until the next episode, ask yourself every day, what is one thing that you can do to move your career forward and then go do it.